0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio's art show featuring Victoria Chick, a contemporary figurative artist and early 19th and 20th century print collector. Hey everybody, today we are going to talk about why be a patron of the arts, whether it be a museum, um, helping an artist do a project, maybe sponsoring an author or a musician, That's what we're going to talk about, why it's important to support the arts, especially as a lot of government funding has gone a wayside, even in schools these days. So very excited to have, of course, Victoria Chick, who's on the show every third Saturday. uh, Victoria is a contemporary figurative artist, an early 19th, 20th century print collector. She's based in Silver City, New Mexico, and spearheaded the Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center and this project is a massive project that she's been working on with others for a number of years. And their main goal is to actually have a building to house a lot of the art that has already been donated and also have educational programs. Uh, that's why it's not just a regional museum of art, but also an art center. So check out their website. It is swrm-art.org. And of course, to keep up with Victoria, it's victoriachick.com. dot com. All the links are in the show notes. But welcome back, Victoria. How are
1: you? Uh, thank you, Lisa. That was a great introduction. I <laughs> and, thought uh, so
0: myself. I'm like, can we have a glass of wine? <laughs> no, I did
1: good. No, <laughs> Very, very kidding, smoothly but, done. Well, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, I was, I, this top topic, of course, is, is something I'm I'm in, you know intimately involved with right now. Um, not only because of the art, the Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center, but because I I give to it, and some of the people on my board give to it. So the people who are involved, and I'm sure this is true with almost every organization that exists. that's a a 501c3 organization. Is that the people who are who are working within it are are some of the main givers. They're they're supporting it because they believe in it, and belief in what you give to is is what makes a lot of organizations tick. Because they Mm. they couldn't tick. tick, They they, we we don't tick along without without financial support. No matter how good our ideas is. and, and whether we're partially funded by government or partially funded by uh, may, maybe one even main main donor, it takes contributions by a lot of people, of you know, from amounts that are small to the amounts that are big, to mm-hmm. to make an organization work and last. Because when mm-hmm. you when you go to the trouble of starting or, or an organization, that's just the beginning now you've got to support it all along because what you're striving to um, support is important to you and we find that one of the main reasons people donate to any organization is because the owner is the donor is purpose driven and he looks at the organization he sees what the organization does and he, and it's a, it's important to, to him it takes Takes, it, takes the organization's goals on as mm-hmm. uh, something worth worth giving to. So, um, and I think yeah. the other the other thing is when when that person or donates, there's a byproduct of the of that donation, and that is that person feels really good. It it mm-hmm. feeds altruism. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ooh, I, I think all we're gonna, my favorite oh, word, yeah. altruism, because that's
0: what I want in the world. Yeah. But it's the you know, but we have to strive for it because you you oh, can't you do. You can't you know people go oh that's an altruistic way of looking at things and I get told that all the time. There's but I'm no, like well yeah. I still have to strive for it yeah whether or not it may yeah. be a pie in the sky
1: but you still reach
0: for the pie. I know look at
1: my belly. Yeah, <laughs> Some, people sometimes say oh you're so altruistic you know or like it's like a device or something, but it's. Certainly not. And you're right. We absolutely would be much better off (laughs) worldwide if altruism was uh, was kicking in full time. Mm
0: -hmm. But I think this is also part of building a community. And, um, yeah. you know, everybody has a way to give. And, and you know, you alluded to it in the beginning is also, you know, when you start a nonprofit like, you know, the, the Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center, again, everybody, swrm-art.org. Um, when you start <laughs> an organization like this, and I know many where basically it is volunteer run, even in the tourism world, I know coalitions that get right. together, volunteer run. No one's getting paid. And at some point, you need someone to get paid. And because it just, for it to really function properly, you know, you do need to have administration. And people get weird about nonprofits these days. Like, who can you trust? Who not? And a lot of times it's like, well, half of this goes to administration. I'm going, well, how the heck do you think anything's (laughs) going to get done without someone running the office? Or actually making sure the books get done, actually having someone answer the phones. Do you expect them to be in the jungle playing with a gorilla and still answer your call? Like that doesn't exist. So or are you helping, you know, whatever nonprofit it is, you can't expect everything to be 100 percent volunteer and not to have admin fees and actually someone who is there to really oversee everything and so that's right that's a growing stage but at the beginning is what's so interesting with what you're doing you know you've been on the show a number of times talking about this and it is a process and it is a big process because you're not just opening up a little museum this is a fine art museum and um <laughs> yeah and representing a region and education, and it's changed a little bit as everyone comes together about what should this be for the area. You've taken in information of what the community wants, but um, at the end of the day, I really believe about creating patrons of the arts is about creating a community that um, supports the arts and is part of the arts. Would you feel that with what you've done and with everyone working with you on the museum?
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Um we we're a small group um that started this museum and we are we started it knowing we are not, not going to be around all the time mm. to uh to continue it so we have to set it up so that it can be taken over so we have to have uh, we have a board of directors, yes, but we have to have bylaws. We have to we have to operate on a certain level. We have to we have to there has to be a responsibility to to our mission, and all these things get written down. and And yes, we can we can carry it for a while, but our goal is for to for it to last into the non foreseeable future, long after we're mm. gone. I mean, I well, if you look around the country, you see. You see, lots of museums. In fact, most of the big museums were started by one person or or, or a family, who mm-hmm. gave the initial money and or the place, and um, and that gets taken over because what gets done within you know from the from the initial idea, what gets done, is of value to the, to so many people, to to a community, to to a city. Um, to individuals and they they can see the result they can see the benefit um, they can even feel the benefit sometimes mm-hmm. so uh, we we need money to do to do that and so in our case we 've started an endowment to to operate the museum once it 's finished um, Endowments are really important some people have have um, the money to give an endowment. Uh, most of us don't. Um, usually, the usually be, and when you give an endowment, to an endowment. That endowment is usually re- limited in some way. If, if they take the they, the endowment grows, and then the, the what gets used from the, from the endowment capital is actually uh, what is earned in a year through investment and interest. So. If you've got if you've got a, a uh, two hundred thousand dollar or million dollar endowment, only a percentage of that is going to actually be used in any given year. Mm. So, but it's a great it's a great thing to have because it's, it's always there, and mm. uh, you can count on. So, um, what else? <laughs> uh, no, so I was going to say most,
0: that's yeah. one way for people to understand yeah. and give and. I know we're at the end of the year here in 2023, but, you know, with the holidays, people could be listening in the new year. And um, I think sometimes people go, oh, you know, they're doing their end of the year budgeting and going, uh-oh, I better start giving now. <laughs> for text yeah. write-offs, and, but and you we... might as well give in something you care about. And if not this year, you can plan for next year and plan for it and work towards it and understand where you're going. So have a plan, you know, in place, right? Right 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 yeah
1: we all we all have to have a, a um a budget we i mean we ever all of us know that a budget helps us as individuals yeah. throughout the year uh helps you plan and and so forth um with individuals if you if you're working for a living, you have a salary and you know what you're going to get every month, so budgeting is shouldn't be that hard um if everything goes according to plan <laughs> but some, but sometimes it doesn't sometimes there's a disaster and you you have to have, spend extra money that you weren't counting on and it's that way in, in business and it's that it's that way in uh, in charitable work too um, I think one one of the re- one of the reasons uh, we see we think about this at, at this time of year is we, we start to receive uh, people, organizations asking for help at the end of the year. And, and that's because they're trying to plan for the next year. And mm. um, they want, they want to, they want to know what's coming, what they could count on as coming in or, uh, you know, with a monthly donation or they want to know what, what they're going to get right now. I mean, it really, it really helps them to be able to budget. So right now you're getting inundated, <laughs> aren't we all getting inundated yeah. with, with things on on the uh computer things in the mailbox, um and these the on everything that sounds necessary somehow i mean there's there's an urgency to the to please for donations and um they're going mm-hmm. some some are going to appeal to some people some are uh, some are going to be ignored by some people um they're just hoping that if they send enough things out they're going to strike it lucky with a with number yeah. of people. Um, so there's there's um, there's a reason that's happening right now. Um, yeah, I think it's was the end one... of the year. I think there's so
0: many end yeah, of year stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have a friend that, you know, she was telling I, me, that she's like, you won't believe what's coming in my mailbox. It's this person, that person. And then she just sits there yeah. and goes, I know it's the season. And so she actually makes a separate mail pile. This is her <laughs> I, I don't want to say who yeah. she was on the air, but, um but she actually keeps her mail and puts it all in a pile and she just lets the whole thing happen. And then when she's of the mind to do it and knows, you know, she goes, okay, and she doesn't really care about the time of year. Um, that's mm-hmm. just where she's at in her life. And she'll go through that mail stack of all of it and probably a. Three quarters, two thirds will be tossed. And she just makes yeah. her mind up from all of that. Or she already knows who she's already donating to and working with. Yeah. And um, and I say working with because she's that kind of person. It's not like she's sure. not going to just write you a check and close her eyes. She is not one of those people. <laughs> and that's why yeah, yeah. Well, she really reads what's coming in. And you can have all the urgency in the world. That's not going to move her. Um, It's about what you're doing and what you're representing, and unless you know, even that it doesn't matter. If she thinks you're worthy of something, even if you're a musician, and if she missed your your uh, CD deadline, she doesn't care. She'll send you a check after.
1: That's who she is. You You know. know. You know. Trust trust that that organizations build over the years. You know, you give them money uh One year, and they let you let let you know afterwards. First of all, they thank you. Then, then they let you know afterwards at some point or during the year what your donation is doing or has mm. done. Very hard to do. It is, and then and then you have you you actually you're not that person that donation donation organization isn't a stranger anymore you have learned to trust them. And trust is really important when you're giving out part of your income, no matter if it's $10 or $100 or $1,000. You know you want to know that you have made a difference. Your, your donation has made a difference to that organization. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, a lot of people, when they, after a, a certain amount of time has passed and a certain amount of donations have been given, they have just learned that this is something they want to keep supporting, and that's mm-hmm. that's really nice. One of the things I know that that drives all this request for donations this time of year is is the same is similar to the to the what you experienced with end of the year sales in retail, mm-hmm. because those the, it's, it, it's 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 tax driven, and that's because uh, like in retail. When they're, with the end of the year, or, or they're, they are taxed, retail stuff is taxed also, not just what they've earned, but what they have in inventory. So if they haven't sold it, it's an in inventory, they, it, it's it figures into their figuring of their taxes. So that's one reason. I mean, I, I get all kinds of things at the end of the year. You know, you, it starts out with Black Friday, and and it keeps never, never, never stops. It seems like till till January thirty first, uh, and the prices keep going down because they just want to get rid of the stuff. They're not really. Oh. They don't make a profit on, on it. They just they just get it out of inventory. It's so, a break
0: even, so you don't lose. yeah it, it is. Yeah, it is right. Right,
1: they don't lose on it, and they don't get taxed on it. So that's their their thing. So with organizations, um, one of the reasons that one of the reasons, and I I would I don't think it's a huge reason, um, but but it's important. Some of the really large donors give the, the wait wait until the end of the year to decide. Who's going to get their do- donations and how much they're going to give? Because that's sort of based on uh, tax, also income tax. Because um, if, you, mm-hmm. if you if you if you if your taxes, um, if you're trying to use this as a, as a donation off your taxes, so it gets credit to you, you have to be you have to be making over a certain amount of money to make it make it useful to make the, make the donation useful from a tax standpoint. Um, Because most of us just take it a standard deduction. Most of us don't need, need need more than that. So while we're, why we are giving, it doesn't really have much to do with taxes. It has more to do with how we view the organization, uh, what we have seen it do, uh, what we what we think it it how it will impact this uh, the organization that we believe in, and mm-hmm. um, that we trust the organization to do with the money that we give what they say they're going to do. Yeah. And um, um, I know, i so I one thing I've learned to do um, in the last twenty years is to. Look online. If I get, if I get a, a request for a donation, I will look online up about that organization. There are, there are lists that you can give, get online that tell you how much, what percentage of the donations an organization receives actually go to what they say they will do and don't go to executive, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, salaries and so on. And that's yeah, really and, that, and that goes
0: back to where we talked about. Whereas, yeah, there's the executive salary where I, I see and, you know, we've interviewed a lot of nonprofits yeah. over the years, a gazillion. Right. And then I find out sometimes I'm like, well, why is that dude making that much? Like, honest right. to God, I could run the organization on that amount of money. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not ta- I when I was first time about admin you need to have people uh-huh. that are paid to do what they do in that nonprofit um if their yeah. job is a necessary thing right um and i don't i do believe that they should also have a lifestyle that is livable right so oh. you know in, in other words they shouldn't have to you know they, they shouldn't become a new project <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean for us to save. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it, should, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. should be sustainable and, and and not basically the CEO being, you know, the, the money that Bezos makes or something like that. We don't need that happening in that sphere. Um I don't right. care how big the nonprofit is or any company really. I mean, if you built that as your own thing, whatever, that's a whole other conversation. But in the nonprofit sphere, and you look at the arts, I understand people do do get very big salaries because they do and are able to pull a lot of weight in contacts and all kinds of things. But you're right. It's about, are you going to do what you say you're going to do with this money? And it's a big deal. And it's important to do your research before you hand over your hard earned money or your company's hard earned money. Because this isn't just about um, personal donations. This can be corporate as well because corporate right. uh, this is the time to to
1: offload right now if you need to <laughs> yeah. well yeah, and and also through corporations, a lot of times really it's nice corporations uh, um, offer to match their donor their employees' contributions, so that's mm-hmm. something to think about also um, there's um, a, i think I
0: see a big change in how corporations are giving. Um, obviously a lot of times mm-hmm. they want to have their name on it as a sponsorship, but they're actually working with a nonprofit. I see, um, entities where they're volunteering as well, not just uh, doing donations. They're doing like you're saying, like, Hey, every dollar you give, we're going to give $2 or a dollar or something like that. And then I'm also right. seeing that they're becoming involved in the nonprofit. So if they're going in, they're going all in. Um, they're, they're doing it on social media. It becomes, um, notoriety for everybody. And in a very positive way, it's not like, look at us, right? Or, look at what this nonprofit is doing. And we're so happy to be part of this. And I think that's a, a kind of a newer trend than, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're almighty sponsors, we're seeing this new trend of <laughs> giving with a, um a hand and a soul and actually being involved which is a good thing because it's more everlasting that way. Because I think when people put some, um, there's dollar, everybody does what they need to do and can do. Right. So there's some right, people right. that I'm sorry, I'm across the country. This is what I can do. I believe in you and I wish I could do more, but this is what I can do. Maybe it's a check. Uh, maybe it's a piece of art that like for your museum, everyone's different. And so And I think that's important to talk about in giving that you do what you can do. And um, everybody, nobody wants to really overextend uh, because we all have to be sustainable. But at the same time, when a company can come in and like when we started this conversation, it was about breeding community about a nonprofit. I think that's whether the community is national, international or completely local it's an important thing. And because people feel a camaraderie and will give more and, and actually it changes people's lives in the process, not just in it, what the it, nonprofit is doing, but it's changing those who give it's changing their lives. Yes.
1: Well, you can see it. And the more, the more organizations who need donations, put personal stories out there Um that i yeah. think that happens because because uh, those personal stories are are living examples of what their what their donations have done yes and um, with the
0: arts isn't that also really crucial because at one point we lost a lot of our programs in schools some have come back well, every place is different yeah so it's kind of this thing where you know it it's always like nonprofits almost fight amongst each other. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, saving a baby over here and you're doing art. Well, yeah. actually art is part of quality of life. And, you know, so it's, it, and it shouldn't get to that level, but at times it has. And, um, so I want to talk about the importance of actually supporting the arts because, um, it, in my mind, it, just so okay. my opinion, well, my it, opinion is, yeah. is it helps in quality of life and learning skills, no matter what age you are in. And, um, yeah, it, it just is the, the, what it does is massive. I feel British now. Massive. I love <laughs> that word. It is. It's massive. It is. The ripple effect of the arts. You can't actually touch because it goes beyond. Like a museum can never quantify the effects. Like if someone looks at a piece of art, right, we know people go to see a piece of Picasso, an art, you know, go see his art in a museum. Right. The ripple effect of that, you can't even quantify. It's impossible. No. You you can guess it, but it's impossible.
1: I I have been, it's interesting that you mentioned quantification there because. i'm i'm i i'm working on um uh, presenting uh a case like i'll call it a case statement to the people that we are w- telling about our, our museum we would we mm-hmm. we aren't asking for money we are trying to trying to tell them what we want to do what we believe we can do um but of course we you know we, we hope that they will agree with us we hope that, and we hope maybe even come up with other, other suggestions and uh, and tell their friends because when we do ask for money, which we will have to do in order to to um, get enough capital funding to build a building um, we we hope that they will have um, listened to us and uh, they will have we could present it in a way that they will understand its importance. So, so to that, up to that point, I have been looking at statistics, educational statistics in, in K through 12, uh, for my state. And, uh, then I've tried to narrow it down to the county, county level. And there, that information is usually available online when you ask for what the curriculum is. And it's surprising to me because visual art, I mean, I think music, Music has more appeal just across the board because people, people, everybody responds to a beat. Everybody um, can can appreciate music on 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 a, a, a variety of levels. Mm-hmm. Visual art requires more um, thought um, because we have to we we have to when we see it, we ask questions <laughs> about it. Yeah, and interpretation.
0: And, uh, Needs an
1: interpretation yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, it's really interesting to me that, uh, and we've seen this for the last probably thirty years. How, and I'll just use the word arts as a general term that the arts are being not, more or less forced out of the educational uh, level of life. Wow. Uh, out, out of schools or 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 um not totally dismissed but but lowered in in people's estimation um because we have so many other things that now um uh, they're required to teach and there's only so many hours in a day and something mm-hmm. has to give and and it's usually the arts so um,
0: um
1: for instance for instance like some some schools will have a band but the purpose of the band is really to play at the halftime of the football games. Or right. um, they've, they've dismissed art classes, etc., cetera, uh, as not being important. What they don't realize is that 65%, statistically, 65% of all people can learn better and better retain what they learn through, through, be, through the material being presented visually. Mm-hmm. And part of that is through art so um, mm. I guess I was really lucky when i- when i came when I was in grade school, even art was in every single class I had it was a part of learning it was it was a technique to help you learn it wasn't a technique to draw pretty pictures but but it was- but that that art visual learning was used in my in my math classes in my social study classes in reading classes it was mm-hmm. it was wonderful it was wonderful um they a lot of places then things got specialized so you had to have an now you had to have a teacher for each class and then you had to have a separate art teacher and that was where you did art you didn't do it in all of your other classes and it was it was a shame because it really helps people to learn to uh, mm. to understand and to and they do it by 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 seeing so um yeah
0: I I want I want to touch on this because I think it's creativity that you're also learning, right? And improvisation and and the in in creativity in this day and age, right? And and through all ages, honest to God, like creativity is so crucial. And when you think about right now, as we go through magnificent changes in every industry, is going through a change. I don't care if it's cars, I don't care if it's electricity and power. I mean, there is yep. change, 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 change. Climate change, art change, school change. There's changes where people are not even going to work; they're working at home. We have change yeah. everywhere. And the one thing you can guarantee to learn about changes through art, because creativity is about change and reinterpretation and new interpretations, feeling, yep. emotions, history, all of it, right? And so I think exactly. we have yeah. we have Google and We have all the AI tools and the chat things and all of that, but if you don't take a step back, and that's what's a very fearful time right now that we have, is if we do not understand the difference between art and AI, we're going to have a problem. And so (laughs) we're on. We that's a whole other conversation. But um, I think what's also happened in schools and um, in life. There's wonderful organizations around the country and around the world for art, the arts, whether or, you know, literary stage. Um, but as things get dumped out of the education system, they literally get dumped onto the shoulders of nonprofits that sometimes don't even exist or are being started and need to get there. And they have to go through gazillion pieces of red tape. Organizational stuff, getting the funding, making things work. So there's all this time that goes into it. And so in a way, right. I kind of look at it almost as a, an art emergency. I'm not trying to be, you know, crazy. I look at it <laughs> yeah. that in that way across the country. Um, you and I talk about this and Nancy all the time on the shows about public art being great. That's one of those wonderful solutions, but majority of public art is nonprofit and public supported, community supported. Um, and it helped right. a lot of times. It's the artists are paid or sometimes they're not. It's a great thing, but it's it's not good enough, quite frankly. <laughs> we need programs. Yeah. We need we need interpretation. You can't just go into a gallery, look at a piece of art and walk out. That's not good right. enough.
1: Right. Well, to go back to the statistics I mentioned, we've got that on one side. Then I, then I went to look at what was happening in my state and I went to look at what, ha- what was happening in, in the – and the uh, as far as art curriculum goes, in, this is where she's going to tell me that
0: everything I know is wrong. With is wrong. No,
1: no, no, See, no, 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 no. I'm <laughs> sorry, you're right, you're right, but I'm going to give you a, a a a an actual an actual statistic. That's anyway, important. um, um, we are considered a to, we're considered to have many tough schools in this state. Um, in New I don't Mexico, think so. Just to remind
0: everyone yeah, where you uh, are.
1: Okay. I, yeah. So, but for they for they have art. The, a few of the schools have an art uh, an art program, an art class, actually an actual art class that meets every day. Not very many, though, have mm. that. Some some schools have art classes uh, three times a week, and that's considered pretty good by film not me (laughs) i'd say anyway but 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 33 percent of schools consider it either an extracurricular activity which means after school to me anyway that's what it means to me extracurricular so it's not as important as history no it's and the other one of the other things that's that's treated as extracurricular in the same category is sports so and both of those are those both, both of those are are important they're just important in different ways um, I sports teaches certain things it sure. teaches skills which you' which you're probably never going to use in real life or it teaches teamwork which you likely are yes. going to Use it teaches strategy, which you're going to use possibly. So, but art is 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 used by all of us every day, whether we realize it or not. Now, yeah, and, and individual um, thought, yeah, other, individual yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. The, the other, the other thing, the other, the other type of uh, curriculum um, category is um, within that 33 percent is that some schools have it once a week. In a class, in, in a, in a, as a group activity, I should say, as a group activity. So I'm, I mean that that's very weak. Um, after as, as extracurricular is terribly uh, non-useful, and um, they're just not getting. They could be incorporated into everything, but I would. I, that's sad, what sad we, for New Mexico, can, because uh, you
0: have a good state of art. You are like one of the top art. Like,
1: yes, looking- but 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 it's generally centered. Those it's generally centered in the north part of the state. But what 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 a museum can do in a community is they can pick up the slack, especially a museum with an art center. They pick up the slack that is being dropped through the <laughs> the uh, um, the holes, I guess um, by by school curriculums. And they can they can create a positive effect in, in any community and, and a positive effect for individuals that would never have the chance. Like, that's mm-hmm. one reason why we are here in southern New Mexico, which is a very underserved area of the state. Um, and, uh, for, and we're at least four to depending on where you are in the southern part of the state if you're down at the at the mexico border you're, you're at least eight hours away from an art museum in the northern part of the state and mm. uh where where most of them are are centered so uh if you're a little if you're a little closer like we are in silver city it's four hours away so because New mexico's a pretty big state yeah <laughs> but uh, it is but but i mean there's um there's a, a, not just a disparity in how things are in the state. It's just if there's a, a real... Somebody dirt, dropped the ball. Yeah, let's put it this yeah. way. The ball has well, been
0: dropped. And But it, but it's not just one person or anything, so I shouldn't even say it. But it has been no, overlooked. No. It's an overlooking that is... I think well, detrimental. I mean, but the museums, that's why I said at the beginning there that, you know, nonprofits are, are picking up the slack and, and, and yeah. education right now. How many interviews have people heard on, you know, podcasts and radio shows, newspapers about the, the lack of teachers we have in this country? We really do have an education issue in America. We really do. It's, it's, it's not funny. And, and it's, it's sad, yet we have amazing, some amazing private yeah. schools, public schools, it, you know, and yeah. so it and it's, each place is different. So I'm trying not to generalize, but I am yeah. because it's the only way we can do it on the time constraints. So please, you may be living in a place that has a top notch art school project thing going on. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, but not the whole country does not have that. Right. So if you do no. that's no. awesome. But museums do pick up the slack and there's all kinds of programs like free museum days and stuff like that. Sometimes um locals get in free. But museums to me have always had this educational component of blowing your mind sometimes m- majority of the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about even just the, the trip we did in Santa Fe in two thousand nineteen, going to different museums and I hadn't been into like a, you know, a serious art museum for a while. Did in Balboa Park, San Diego Art Museum. I think you've probably been there too. And I remember seeing Michael uh, Escher's art and going, holy cow. Like it made me, made me as a human being understand that you do stop limiting yourself as a human, as an individual. Yeah. Art uh, allows you to, Grow beyond your boundaries that you put up yourself that you don't need. And um sometimes we need these external things to happen and for us to witness beyond our family, beyond our friends, something that you can internalize yourself and go back right. and then read about the artist and um go beyond just seeing a painting. Internalize it and go down rabbit holes. Victoria, you know, we love those around here <laughs> um but but you know what i mean it's it's those things that allow you to grow and, and spread wings and and like i said yeah. in the way the world is now our youth and all ages we need to think outside the box and art yeah. is the first step whatever form yep. it is it is the first step so yep. museums role is huge in a community like yours
1: it is it is um so I you know I I would I would say you know to pe- to people who are inclined to donate don't don't feel like you have that your donation is not worthwhile if it if it is only a small donation because every donation counts and mm-hmm. I would also I would also say that um, it, pl- it, it it it's up to you, I guess, really, to make sure you're you're donating to the organization that's going to follow through on what they tell you they're going to do. Um, most of them, most of them will, but you just you just need to check up. I mean, especially for, a, for if you're giving a small donation, it 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 requires as much thought for most of us to give a small donation as to give a bigger big donation, and we want it we want it to be used. For what we think it's going to be used for, what they, what we're told it's going to be used for, so, um, Mm. so, so take take time to just look look up the organization and take a look uh, on on the list of um, of all organizations um, that want donations and find out what percentage of their money that comes in goes to supporting what you believe it will Mm. you know
0: when when quote margaret mead never doubt that a small group of thoughtful committed individuals can change the world in fact it's the only thing that ever has whether you like margaret mead or not (laughs) um, that's a that's a truth right there and that's a really true thing um whether it's volunteering donating being involved in whatever way you can is a big deal. When you were talking about the the statistics, what, you know, you were talking about your area and the state. Do you have any idea, like, what we are like in this country as, as, you know, the patron of the arts, I think Europe, historically, in fact, that could be a really good show again. Here we go on another topic. Um Historically, the patron of the arts wasn't that kind of a, it kind of was there, like people supported well, artists and sometimes not. There's the starving artists. We've done that conversation, right? But there were <laughs> there's a history of yeah. people supporting artists as being an important piece of life. So where are we in this country in regards to understanding the importance of art? Because I think Europe gets it a little bit more than us. And maybe we're just, we're getting there. We're getting there, but we might well, need a swift kick yeah. in the butt ski.
1: I don't know if if I don't know if Europe gets more than us but uh we we certainly per- perceive it that way and maybe it's because we we have so many We're so young. many top ta- historic ties to Europe that we elevate it I don't know for sure but um the the the, the what we think of as, as public art today like museums um Concert halls uh and that kind con- and that, and so forth those were started in Europe by individuals uh, kings would would kings would hire famous artists or, or artists became famous because kings hired them or um there's a there's a museum there are museums today that exist because they were once the palaces of of an individual. And, uh, that individual died, and then, and then the, the, the community, I would say the community, <laughs> the French Revolution, for instance, as a community, took, took over a building, and it was eventually then designated as a museum. Um, if it, if it wasn't, you know, it wasn't destroyed. <laughs> but, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, today we have the National Endowment for the Arts. And, mm-hmm. Um, they're trying. They're they have people who are interested in promoting the arts, but they they seem ma- mainly interested in cutting edge stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and we we don't have enough distance between cutting edge and us to to say this is this is great. This is valuable. Uh, how will people look at this? Is in, in, is this Is It's worthy of being saved because somebody in a hundred years from now is going to look at it as, as a fabulous thing. We don't know that. So you sort of have to, these people take a risk, um, Mm. promoting anything contemporary, but anything contemporary has to be included. So you have to then choose the best examples of that, that you can. And, um, because it reflects the time we live in, just like all well, our reflects the time. It's crazy. Contemporary, I mean, yeah. You're a
0: contemporary figurative artist, which we should do a thing on that sometime too. Because yeah, that's I always answer that. I'm I always explain your art to people. I'm like she gets the movement of the cat before the cat does the yeah. movement. Like I try to always explain <laughs> well, this to people, you know. But the reality, like now, contemporary, like now, modern day, contemporary, like. Now, what are yeah. we doing with a i that's being part of it. We're doing you know art that is just only seen yeah on we we have we,
1: we have not we have artists have i don't think artists have caught up with a i yet I think it's going to take take another decade before they yeah. really do that just just like it took a while for people to get get computer art um down, and uh there's still not a lot of people that work. As artists, and as as fine arts, I should say, on computer art, but they but there are many many artists that are are dealing with computer art every day, but in a commercial way, like movies, for instance. Um, oh. uh, yeah. So it's so all, it's so it's, things, it's... Things, things change. You know, you, you it takes a while to adapt I... and learn and learn the skills. But the museums
0: hold the history and of now and yeah. the education and, you know, all these different and locality. Like, you know, um, with your, your museum, not yours personally. So when I say that, I mean, you know, everyone, yeah. the Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center with that in Silver City, you know, you guys are already getting donations. You have tons of donations of art that is high-end art, quality art that needs to be viewed and interpreted. In- and experienced. But getting a building is is a big key and being able to hold on to that building without it going away is also another important thing. Um, And that is important um, for museums to be able to do what they need to do and have different wings for different exhibits, permanent, rotating, and right. with you being in Silver City, which is an art community with numerous galleries, studios, artists that are not always able to be in galleries, but have to, you know, struggle on their own. Um, I think sometimes there's just this inspiration of going to a museum and seeing someone that may have struggled like you. Like, you know, we've done these shows lately on the Olympics yeah. and I have no clue about sports whatsoever, but I appreciate just like most human beings, a story of someone just going for it, no matter the struggle. You know, yeah. we, we want to be the starving artist that made it. <laughs> you know, like, when, yeah. um, here's your crust of it's, bread. It shows you, it's, right, it's fascinating. You know?
1: You know. So yeah. um well, it's true. It's true. Exactly what you're saying. I mean, how many people want to, you know would love to be in the movies and work toward that? You know, actively work toward it. And how many of them ever ever make it? Uh, there's a, it's a small percentage. So, but there are but those other people are still very good. So they could still be actors, or they could still still work in in uh, in productions. They might be stage productions. It might be you know, it might be commercials. There's a, there's all kinds of of things that can be done, even if you don't quite make it where you would like to make it. So well, there's uh, so many
0: artists that make it, and it's when they pass yes. on, which sucks. Like yeah, yes. and you then and then half of them don't probably even care at that. You know, it's as long as they have their wine yeah. at the end of the day with their painting. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, I'm just, you know, the old picture of, you know, the artists and the wine and the cheese and the music, you know. Yeah. It sounds good to me, but that's not really what happened for everyone. Um. Oh, maybe some, some, but, you know, Pollock gets a little interesting. But I I just feel like there's that that, that story of, like, don't give up because the world has changed. And when you go back in history, there were different struggles and some of them worse than what we're dealing with today. You know, and so find right. your, find your story that you can, you can keep going. You don't have to be the famous artist. Like I was saying back in the day, like half of these people died before they knew they got famous. And, you know, yeah. we hope that doesn't stay the case, but you find inspiration <laughs> to move forward. And I think that's something that museums really do is they open your mind to yes. that. That is inspiration I was talking about where you feel like, okay, I can have wings. I can do this. Somebody else did it. I can do it. You know, I'm part of the human race. I'm allowed. I yep. have wings too. I can fly. I can do it. Um,
1: but you know, have a good breakfast first. But you know, it's um... <laughs> well. You know, part of part of part of visual art anyway is problem solving, and mo- most people never think of that. They think they think they have got to follow this list, a list of rules, maybe. Uh, but uh, it helps to see. When when you're doing a, a piece of art, say, and somebody really likes it, and then you get some requests to, hey, make me make me something like that, and and <laughs> you might do it, you might do it again. But you, but but if you're if you're creative, no, you don't want to recreate it. You don't, you want to create something new. So you so you move on, and mm-hmm. you create something something different. Maybe it might be a takeoff from what you learned the last time, but now, now you're ready to try something else. And I, and most creative people are like that. One thing that taking art, le- or I hate the word phrase, taking art lessons, because that sounds so boring. <laughs> but, but mm-hmm. when you're, when you are given the opportunity to be in a space where creativity is encouraged, that makes all the difference. and, uh, and when you when you when you are working in a space like that, creating creating is what you want to do, and mm. um, and and not do the same thing over and over again. Uh-uh. The public yeah. the the public a lot of times likes to have you do the same thing or almost the same thing over and over again. And I've mm. I've um, that's a it's our uh, that's a hard thing to for a very creative person to enjoy doing that. That's when, they, that's when they open their own company and they hire people, because I'm not just talking about art. If I talk about creativity, because there's creativity that is um, possible in almost every endeavor. But it comes from art. But, I mean, art. hands. Yeah. Visual thinking encourages you to create, think, think creativity, creatively. Mm-hmm. And so, Whatever you would ultimately decide to wind up doing, um, you have had the experience, the thrill of that creative process, and you're likely to continue doing it, whatever, whatever endeavor you're involved in. Most high-end
0: CEOs, owners of high-end companies, and I mean, you know, making those big bucks, right, and the ones that mm-hmm. do the yeah. donations, are inspired by the arts in some way. Um, Whether it's even culinary or winemaking, they appreciate something that is crafted and thought about and, and, and goes over the lines. Art is about going over the lines and knowing how to do it and um, breaking those barriers, you know, and doing what is the integrity. I always use that word with you and you've always used that word is, is that integrity of what you're supposed to do and not being exactly told what you're, you know, not, conforming yeah not conforming and not being in you know that's why I hated uniforms in school and other people love them I'm like dude I tore mine up I mean I threw my (laughs) my hat under the bus so many times literally (laughs) Nancy was so mad at me because it's not cheap and and it was it, it was rude of me to do as a kid and you know I didn't understand the financial obligations um but I was rebelling right. about having to wear a hat every day. I was like, this is not me. Um, and they sucked. <laughs> Listen, what are you doing to these kids? Stop it. It's just horrible. God, <laughs> who are <did> these <laughs> uniforms? <laughs> what are you thinking? And oh, you can only roll your socks down once. I was like, no, I'm rolling mine 100%. I'm de- <laughs> no, you'll be in. Uh, so I was in detention permanently, but it, I was in there questioning and. My mom, Nancy, as you all know her on the shows and you know her well, Vicky, it's, it's <laughs> questioning is a good thing. If your kids are rebels and brats at school, it means they're questioning uh, and also means they're bored um, if they're and the arts is one of those things that uh, takes boredom away um, and allows the creative to go from that questioning. And if there's no questioning, what are we doing to dull our kids out that they're not questioning? Yeah. Questioning yeah. is important in business. You should be questioning everything in business and what can we do better? What can we do to break the mold? People talk about disrupt disruptors. I hate that word personally, because it's just, it's like a negative word. Um, But disruption comes from not conforming and that comes from the arts. And most of those people who've been the disruptors and these businesses and uh startups guess where they go to find inspiration they go to art museums they go to art the arts they go to the arts period they yeah. study the arts and guess who gives back those people because that helped them they feel they they feel like they have to give back to what taught them so much and a museum that's it's again the quantifiable thing it's impossible because it gives so much back that you can't add up those numbers and you can't find it. The Ripple effect goes internationally globally. Cause when someone goes to a museum, they tell another person, maybe show a picture, have a conversation. And then it breeds from there. That ripple effect just is like, it's, you can't quantify it. You can't. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing. So when you give to something like that, you're a part of this mass swelling of good ripples in the world instead of the negative ripples we don't need any more of those and that's the thing and it and it could be hey i'm helping you with a cd you're putting out an album here's your five bucks but you're part of that then you hear the album come out and you're like dude i helped with that i was helping that musician make that album you know it could be that you know a a kid learned how to paint in a museum and became the next picasso i mean i i who knows (laughs) or just was happy as an artist actually found the calling strong enough to do that instead of become the doctor that his parents told him to be.
1: Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Well you never know. And and you're right about about the level of satisfaction um to the to the donor who's helped it along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So no. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think people do give back when the arts give to them. So there's a lot. I, I think it's exciting. So you're still working on the building, right, for the museum?
1: Yes, yes, we are. Um, we are going to be starting our capital campaign, which basically is raising enough money to open the museum. So it's it's a little bit more than just the shell of the building, but, um, but that's the main thrust of it, you know. And um, I'm hoping that, that will probably last about a, the capital campaign lasts about a year. Um, and I'm hoping that gives us a dem- enough money to begin. And I'm hoping that after that, it will take maybe a couple of years to actually um, be ready to open. So um, it's a, it's a very exciting. It really is. And uh I, every day is kind of like a little bit of a mini roller coaster because some, yeah. something good and something 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 that will slow us down seems to happen on the same day. <laughs> but we, yeah. we still basic, we're still basically moving forward. So um, it's, a po- it's very positive, very positive. It's exciting. On the and, other side,
0: you know, Nancy at, and I have watched you do this, not watched you physically, but, you know, you've been on the show and right. talked, to, talked with us at the beginning of this seed of an idea and it does take time and it is a roll. it's a huge set of challenges but don't you feel good personally doing this set of challenges the seed of an idea
1: actually growing <laughs> well yes yes you know because I this is something I have never done before it's something I never dreamed of doing before it's just it's just sort of happened um, I heard I heard somebody speak um at a meeting I went to about um, endowment funds. And I, I had never thought of that before because I, I, I thought only really, 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 really rich people have enough money to put into an endowment. But I thought that wasn't true. I could put in a modest amount and it would grow and it would eventually be ready when we were ready to have a museum. And this museum wasn't even a, my conception at that time. It was just... Hmm. Uh, it was just out there so when i when the endowment was written it was just it was just the 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 reason for it is to provide operating funds for a museum in silver city if every if ever one was built i mean it was so vague and if it, if after i die um and my will is read <laughs> uh they would have uh, the whoever, whoever the organizing group was would have three years to start acting on it, or it would go to a different organization. Uh, so um, So a lot of this has come about not just because I did it, but because other people saw the opportunity, and uh, it seemed it seemed to get them excited about the possibility. Um the real possibility of this happening, and so they didn't want to wait till i died <laughs> and they 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 um they wanted to start right away, and so they did and i'm um, i'm I'm grateful to them yeah they took they took a, a my germ of an idea and they have run with it and that's exciting that's creative
0: <laughs> it so it is it, yeah and you have to be creative yeah. in fundraising too you know it's all yes,
1: exactly exactly so, and Nancy uh, and I are so well, excited I, I for this I, you know yeah yeah well you guys have always been so supportive and i'm i'm really happy to talk about this today because um i i guess i get to um express a lot of stuff that i don't usually get to express and about the importance of donors, because we're usually talking about specifics to the museum um, mm-hmm. and things that have just happened or or whatever and um, and how it relates to Silver City, which is a wonderful art town um, but it's nice it 's nice to put the put the people who give mm-hmm. to any to any um, organization to give to any of the any nonprofit organization the credit for what happens within that organization that makes wonderful things happen
0: i, I agree i i you know you know we do you, you know we 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 do so much in nonprofit coverage on our shows like yeah and when you hear what they do and you hear the success stories the challenges too your heart is just like, wow, you know. Yeah. Um and you just you, you want to give, 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 give everywhere, you know. And it's yeah. but it's when you hear how these programs work and the effects they have, the influence they have, and sometimes you see like a kid go from a nonprofit program, grow up, and then that program helped them in some way, whether it be the arts or you know, maybe it's sports or something, you know we've been around that long now that we can look at some of these programs museums definitely a huge part of it especially when they're iconic in a community you know it it becomes yeah. like a an important landmark right for locals and for travelers right right and it's and a museum is a museum that um is so you know for the traveler for an art lover it doesn't mean it's. I know it's regional, but it's also giving to a region that needs it, right? And so you don't. Ha- you can live in New York and do it. Is my point. You don't need to. Yeah. You live in England and have. A, if you have a connection to, you know, Silver City or New Mexico, as a state, or even the Southwest, yeah. it's about right. uplifting a region, right? It, it's uplifting kids, people that come there that you'll never know, travelers that come in. I remember once in our band where we were just starting out and we were rehearsing in this guy's house years ago. And this is hysterical, Victoria, and I can't even believe I'm saying this on a show. (laughs) And, well, it was a young kid. I mean, you know, I was in, what, 21, 22? And uh, our band was rehearsing there and he was a guitarist and we're all looking at each other going, this kid's like, you you know, no way. No, this is not happening. And a little off, you know. And he was right off Highway 78, and you remember that in San Diego, Highway 78 going, yeah. you know, through North yep. Car- yep. North North uh, San Diego, and um literally his house overlooked it. It was a cool house too, it was great recordings, great acoustics. But he, this guy, was nuts. But he turned. And he says, "You know, people go by my house every day, and I don't even know who they are." And Nancy and I still laugh about this to this day. This was years ago. I mean, a few decades now, and we laugh about it, but. He really was like, they're part of my community. And, you know, as crazy as this dude was, and that's a whole other show on that. He's right. You never know the impact you make. You can never quantify it. But if you can even think the smallest, you you need to just expand and expand and expand that number because it just think of the smallest thing that you would be happy with and know that it's going to be more than tenfold because I, yeah. I know even on shows like um, we've done a nonprofit thing where like years later, somebody donated to a nonprofit years later and it was pretty big and it went to a nonprofit. We got an email. Was like, dude, did you know? And I'm like, I can't really trace this person down, but I, I can trace the the lineage and of timelines and whatever. And it was significant, mm-hmm but it was a podcast that was years ago and someone heard it and donated. And now you think back to how big that organization's come, not just from that donation, but from all the others. And it's quantifiable. That's why I say community is we started with that word. And I believe that. And it's, it doesn't matter. It's not always local. It's local, but it's not, it's, it's, it's a community of people that care about the arts and care about, you know, Hey, elevating life quality of life and creativity so i think it's beautiful what you're doing because you're going to impact all these travelers not just your local community all these travelers coming in that never have that time in their own community and probably don't even go to their local community by an art museum (laughs) because they don't have time
1: you know so that's what's uh, true it's true um we we that's one thing one of the things we expect of course is is more people visiting because we have a lot of visitors here now because it is an art community and there's a lot of galleries and that are really good and people come here because of the national forest uh, primarily sometimes and they want to hike they want to experience the wilderness and so forth so you've got uh, uh, people who come here not for art reasons a lot of them. But once they're here, then they find out, oh, there's a museum or there's art galleries. They go to the art galleries. They, they. We expect them to come to the museum. And so um, it, it might be something that they have never thought about going to a museum before. But maybe they'll really have a, a good time. Maybe they'll enjoy it, see something that, that really um, impacts them. And maybe they go back to their home state or their hometown and say, you know, why don't we go to the museum that's here? You know, that was pretty good over in Silver City. So you don't know how it's going to impact people. You are absolutely right.
0: Well, also, the fact is you're in Silver City, New Mexico, an art town. <laughs> yeah, Right? An art town. I say town because I don't oh, feel absolutely. like it's a city. Oh, Yeah. Right? I don't feel like no. it's a city. Yeah. But the art, the amount of art. No, it's not. An artists <laughs> is huge. Santa Fe look at Santa Fe it's like the you know it's the capital of this you know like the first capital in, and yeah. in, you know in the state and, and it's beautiful and so full of art it's one of the top art markets in the country and around the world yet yeah. um, Albuquerque has got a, a strong and it feels like they all these major art hubs have museums and Silver City has museums but not 100% dedicated to the art it's uh, indigenous art and then local um, life which is fantastic yeah but having a right. fine art museum to me is what you know we've talked about that before on shows but I'm going to agree with you from long times a long long time ago at the beginning of this seed of what you were like I want to do this and I'm going to do it it wasn't like <laughs> here's the seed and just like oh I think one day no you, you Victoria like when she wants to do something is going to do it um you were like you can't be really truly a hundred percent artist a hundred percent an art destination without the fine art museum being a component and and I think you're really yeah. right in all the places we've been it's like oh that's a, the word almost becomes a uh, whimsical cute little art town quaint charming you don't ever say that when when you have a fine art museum now it's like Holy cow! This stuff is real. This is like fine art, yeah. and you know, number of galleries, and then well, yeah. this elevation. Yeah, it's not. It's not um, gentrification. Just so I can clear that up right now, it is about bringing more <laughs> education and knowledge into a place and uplifting yes. the artists, and it will help all the artists within your community being profitable, which they need.
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I believe it will. Besides, you know, that's that's one of the good things. That, uh, one of the one of my motivations is that I moved here and I love it so much. I, I, it is the, the and I've lived in some nice places and some I've lived in some art places, but but just general all around, I love Silver City more than any place I've ever lived, and. Um, it's the way for, when i when I heard this lady talking, and i I realized there was a way I could raise the level of culture, maybe I'll just use that word in in silver city raise the cult- raise the level of culture, raise the level of education, raise the pride that people have in silver City already that it just seemed like, like something that all of a sudden it just everything just clicked for me. And then other people heard about it and they it clicked for them and um and they are actively working towards getting this museum completed and on the road, so to speak. See that's so, a community um, right so, there. Yeah. Yes, that's yes amazing and it's, it's very, very exciting. Very exciting. I love it. I love it.
0: Everyone, the website again is swrm-art.org. And again, in the show notes, it's all representing the Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center. It is a wonderful project. And um, it's going to be a huge, huge addition to Silver City, New Mexico and the Southwest uh, corner of the state. Uh, It really is going to be an institution. It's going to become one of those things (laughs) where – Anywhere you go in the southwest New Mexico region, you're gonna know this is a must do. And um we're yes. very excited and uh so glad and honored to be able to have these conversations and, and candidly too, because yeah, I think many people are doing there's so many people doing this in different communities in different uh it, it could be a wildlife organization, you know, just even doing this in different um roads because like as we said, um the arts are kind of way low down in, in schooling. And um, I think smaller communities that have things that they need to do, they need to do, but it's a hard road and it's challenging, but rewarding. And so hopefully these conversations also inspire those out in the rest of the country and around the world that listen in to keep pursuing that and to do it and to find, those community members that can help you, and I keep using the word community because I think nothing gets done without a community. Um, even tourism right. doesn't work. You can't go to a town without everybody being part of it. So um, keep up with it, and, and you know, big round of applause for everybody doing it, and let's all support everyone we possibly can, whether it's not just donations but volunteering. I think that's all the the other thing is volunteer where you can. And if anything, the one thing we can do is share things on social media and share things with friends, uh, especially those, you know, that can actually make a difference. And if someone's looking for a volunteering uh, spot, let them know. And if someone's looking to donate, I mean, we're at that time of year, uh, either the end of the year, dump it out before you give it to the government or plan for it next year. Get it in your plans. Um uh, if you know people, you know, that's the one thing you can do, too. So we all have a role that we can play. So thank you so much, everyone. Again, Victoria is victoriachick.com. We're at bigblendradio.com. Thank you, and happy holidays, Victoria. Always a pleasure.
1: Oh, thank you. It's always fun talking to you, and happy happy rest of the month for you, too. Whether uh, And I, I always hesitate to... I'm scared, you know, because we're we're a, we're in a Merry woke Christmas, environment we can here. say that. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, yeah. happy holidays that's happy what, Kwanzaa. That's what I want to say. Whatever you're <laughs> whatever you are celebrating, do it well. Okay. There you go. You got it perfect. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye-
0: thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. You can view Victoria Chick's artwork at victoriachick.com keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com.